Good evening, Mark. Good evening, sir. Or whatever time of day our listeners are listening to this podcast. Well, you said it to me, not to the listeners. Well, yeah, but isn't it kind (laughs) of being said to the listeners, even though... No. Okay. You can can address the listeners. I guess I'm... Good evening, listeners, slash whatever time of day you're listening. (laughs) Better? Superb, Grant. (laughs) As always. Well, before we get rolling here with whatever starter thing you're going to make up, I was going to ask you so, for some advice about something. Oh, okay. That I just thought of about 20 seconds ago. Well, dangerous. <laughs> yeah. So I am sometime this week, I'm going to be hanging out with a friend and we've already like scheduled and we want to hang out, but we don't know what to do. And like, it's a friend that I haven't seen in, I don't know, a number of months. And so like, it's just kind of like a chance for us to catch up and stuff. Uh-huh. And so I was trying to figure out what we could do. And like, I just like, I don't know. And you think that I'm good at coming up with things to do? No, but <laughs> I have I have nothing. And you're good at creative problem solving and creative thinking. So I thought you could at least, I don't know, make me feel less bad about not having any good ideas. Like, there's a part of me that's like, okay, we can just like go out and like get dinner or like get a beer somewhere. But also I'm just like, that's like, it feels lame, but also like real life is lame sometimes. And like the purpose isn't what we're doing. It's just to like hang out. But mm-hmm. I was just curious if you had any ideas or suggestions of things that I could look into. Cause I told them that I was going to like figure out something and make a plan. And I just, life happened today and i was just like oh crap i haven't done this yet i need to do this because i told them i was going to do it and i'm trying to be a reliable ish adult well what we can do is what i'm going to do right now before i come up with real ideas out of my head is we're going to go to the crazy tourists list of 15 best things to do in a what did you Yo, know you that just a... dropped the city i live in you, you've never you've said that before on the you podcast definitely have no we haven't fine no I'll... we haven't okay Believe fine that. then i guess i will i guess i will never talk about uh what these things are then i i guess i can't do that because i assume that they oh. would all be very oh, like yeah. <laughs> make it pretty, very clear <laughs> pretty easily googleable yep so i guess i'll just have to come up with my own ideas goodbye crazy tourist but I didn't know this existed, so I'll look it up. That was very disappointing. Uh, one thing that came to mind, I like knowing, not knowing who you're referring to and if I know them or what you would like to do, uh, one thing that comes to mind is you can always go just like when they arrive, go to your local store and just say, hey, let's just find a random weird board game to play. Okay. Because the thing that I've realized, I'm not a big board game person, but it, like I have, there are a number of people in my life who I know that I would enjoy playing just about any board game with, just because they're the right kind of people, and you can enjoy that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Like I, exactly. This is I'm going to go on a bit of a tangent. Uh, we have a games email list at work. 
for okay. game-related things. So some people organize board game nights or organize escape rooms and all this sort of stuff. We have one person oh. who runs it who is very, very into board games and mm-hmm. will send us emails about like various board game conventions in the area. And that's very much not me. I'm not a person who's into board games like a lot of people are right now. But mm-hmm. I do enjoy them with the right people. And so I could definitely picture that being a fun thing. Like if you're just have a like a night or whatever to to hang out with someone just doing that and seeing what weird thing catches your eye as you walk through a target or walmart because there's so many weird board games now mm-hmm. uh, so that's one idea that comes to mind that is just a little you know stranger that's a that's a pretty solid strange idea though another good one if it's an option, I don't know if it is. I'm kind of I'm clicking through this thing real quick just to see no. if my idea is in here. Uh, is like mini golf or something, but okay. that's my Mostly own bias. What I was looking for was like just vague ideas, and then oh. hoping that would either inspire me to find something or whatever. So it doesn't need to be overly specific. Gotcha. I'm just trying to get the creative juices flowing, you know, because. Uh, get going some art supplies and be creative together. Some break supplies? Art supplies? Oh my god, I'm going deaf. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what I said. I guess I'll find out when I edit. <laughs> no, you probably said art. I And that makes so much more sense. Um, I don't know why I thought you said break supplies. I don't know either, but that's another option. Do a little arts and crafts together. Do a puzzle. Or, or no, I just changed my oil, though. I was going to say we could go get some oil, and then I could have them help me change the oil on my car. In the <laughs> You know how to like, show someone a good time. <laughs> in the, like, <laughs> below freezing weather that yeah. is currently happening. Yeah, that might work here, but <laughs> doesn't sound that pleasant. I will not help you change your oil if I ever visit. Okay, that's that's probably to be expected i just want to set those boundaries now okay i i appreciate you trying to set boundaries ahead of time here boundary setting is an important part of relationship building that's right like if you were someone that i knew couldn't handle car things Mm -hmm. then it's like oh you know you're going to your grandparents house you need to help fix their electronics sort of a situation yeah. Uh, but that would not be this. This would be me helping you do grunt work that I am not qualified to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really have many better ideas. No, I think that was helpful. It gave me kind of a few jumping slash starting off points. Okay, cool. So that, that was all I was looking for, really. I'm glad to be of service. You're welcome. But I don't know why I said you're welcome. Think that that's how fit. that conversation ends. <laughs> okay. Well, it was good talking to you tonight, Mark. Have a nice rest of your evening. It's been one of those uh, days, buddy. Uh, so I saw the new Terminator movie this weekend. Oh. And I was wondering, uh, have you seen any of the Terminator movies before? No. Okay, because neither had I. <laughs> I. I know enough, like, just via pop culture to, like, think i get the basic ideas mm-hmm. of like what's happened in some of the movies not like what's happened in specific ones but yeah 
Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I didn't know much either. I didn't know the context of when various uh, catchphrases had been used or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I also realized that. So, so I so I watched this Terminator movie, Terminator Dark Fate. Saw it in IMAX Friday night, I think. Uh, I can't remember one of the nights. Um, and it was pretty good. It was like a fine action movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, special effects were good. There were some funny moments. It was it was good, you know. Uh, and then I was thinking, you know, I should watch one of the original Terminator movies. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, uh, I decided to watch Terminator 2 because that's what I've heard is like the very commonly held up as the really good one. Okay. Uh, I was a little confused for a short bit, but I got my bearings and realized that the Terminator movie that just came out is uh, almost identical to Terminator 2 in terms of generic plot lines. So if you got a formula that works, don't don't change it. Yeah, but like literally almost identical. <laughs> <laughs> Only well, a few small changes. Maybe uh, they're banking on people like you who hadn't seen Terminator Two going to the theaters I and being like, "Oh my god!" Because I have great. a feeling that Terminator One is also probably nearly the same. <laughs> From what I read, the Terminator, like the original Terminator plot summary on Wikipedia. Yeah, and then I watched Terminator Two, and I was like, okay, so they are, so it's three of the, it's like the Star Wars equivalent of like, you know, Star Wars. It's you know, thing being built, thing needs to be blown up, and uh-huh. the ter- and the Terminator movies seem to have their own formula that every single one follows to a T, just with slight variations on what things are called and what year it is and who's actually involved. But it was mm-hmm. pretty good. Terminator 2 uh, can officially recommend to anyone nice. wondering a uh, couple of moments of kind of bad special effects, but it was fun kind of seeing some of the references that you just kind of hear and actually seeing mm-hmm. them in context and understanding everything. So, uh, Approximately how old is Terminator 2? Well, I wasn't sure. In my head, I thought these were movies from like the 70s and 80s. Oh, no. Uh I, I mean, Are I have they? no idea. The Terminator, the original, came out in 1984. Oh, it's older than I thought. Terminator 2 came out in 91. Okay. And since then, there have been multiple other <laughs> movies mm-hmm. that were not written or produced by James Cameron, who wrote the original two, and starred different people. And, like, there was one with, like, Christian Bale and, I don't mm. know, there are a whole bunch of others. But this one, uh, the one that was just released was written or at least produced directed i don't know i don't know if it's written by but whatever james cameron was involved and it had like arnold schwarzenegger was in it and linda hamilton the two Mm -hmm. main people from the first two movies Mm -hmm. so yeah it was pretty good nice i'm glad you enjoyed it yeah i can recommend it i haven't seen many movies recently other actually no i've done a bit of flying on airplanes recently and watched like movies on the flights so i mm. guess i have seen movies recently um most recently i watched the gosh what's the most recent x-men movie dark phoenix oh you watched that <laughs> yeah i was really disappointed that i didn't have a better x-men background because i feel like it would have made me enjoy it more 
I've only heard awful things about that movie. It was So I'm not sure it would have helped. It might actually have made you more frustrated. Like, I know a lot of the basic stuff, and I know that there's been a lot of, like, continuity time jump stuff in the, like, current X-Men, like, movie franchise Mm -hmm. stuff. And so I... It didn't, like, all confuse me, but I just, like, wasn't that invested in the, in, I guess, some of the main characters. Sure. Um, Yeah, I mean, I know very little about uh, the whole X-Men situation, other than probably the exact same broad strokes that you know. Uh, In case you're wondering, uh, Dark Phoenix has a 23% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, does it? Yikes. Yeah. Yeah, the other movies that I've def I've watched on airplanes recently were definitely a lot better. Um, <laughs> Such as, well, I watched uh, the newest Spider Man, Spider Man mm-hmm. Far, Far from, from Home. Home. That is a very good movie. I and I, was... I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I thought that was great. I had like gotten a bit of a spoiler ahead of time, and mm. like knew that one of the characters ended up being the villain. Gotcha. Which was a bit of a bummer to have known ahead of time, but it was still really entertaining because I was like, I don't get this. Like, how is he the villain? Like, what? Yeah, I mean, I I had no spoilers and I knew almost nothing about it, but I can honestly say that it was one one of the few times that a movie plot has actually caught me by surprise. The whole time I was like trying to figure out what was going to happen, and I boofed it up all every time I tried to make a guess. Cause, mm-hmm. and so that was entertaining because it was it was both unexpected and also entertaining at the same time. Because sometimes movies that like take unexpected plot twists, it's just like you just did that to be different from what I thought was going to happen. Yeah, the M Night Shyamalan twist. <laughs> yeah. It's like it doesn't really serve much of a purpose to like the story building or character building arcs here. Yeah, he just but, needed a hook to sell someone on. Yeah. But I thought that the Spider Man movie was really good. I very thoroughly enjoyed it. That's the Cliff Notes version of my recent movie watching experiences. All right. Watching movies that are now out of theaters. <laughs> well, it's not a bad way to do it. Yeah. I've just never like, I've never been a theater movie watching person. I know we've, I think we've talked about this before, but Probably. like, because I watched Avengers in theaters and stuff, the most recent one, mm-hmm. um, and that was great. Yeah, but like, it's just like watching a movie in a theater doesn't like get me much. I feel like, for me, it doesn't improve the experience much over just like watching it in my apartment. Sure. Honestly, it kind of hurts it a little bit because in my apartment I can like pause it and have little like freak out moments if like I'm enjoying it or just like openly mock it aloud if I'm not enjoying it. Whereas in a theater, I'm like, I don't want to bother those around me and like damage their movie going experience. So I just kind of sit there quietly trying to pay attention. Yeah, I would say that the main issue with watching a movie in the theater, um, is the existence of people without your level of restraint. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, so uh, 
when I saw Terminator, I would estimate that there were about 10 people in the theater. <laughs> and we were all basically lined up in the center row after row. Mm-hmm. And this guy or this kid was with his, I think it was his dad. They were sitting right behind me. And his dad got up like three times during the movie. And each time he got up, just like kneed the back of my seat really hard, mm. which was just so dumb. And then every once in a while, he'd like lean over and make a comment to his son. Like the first time Arnold Schwarzenegger went up on the screen, <laughs> went up on the screen, he was like, that's Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's the governor. <laughs> and, uh, or he was the governor, whatever. And the son was like, the what? The governor. The, <laughs> the what the criminal the governor and i'm like oh my god <laughs> might as well just beat me over the head with a two by four with the words governor written into it it was so annoying so those sorts of situations frustrating yeah but i i do like sit, sitting in a comfy chair and getting my popcorn a bunch of crunch and just like there is something to be said for just the experience of going elsewhere like it's the same thing with restaurants like even if i'm not going to go out for a fancy meal and i could theoretically make this on my own there's just something nice at times about just saying hey i'm just going to treat myself in this way because it's a thing that i don't have to do Mm -hmm. i also don't tend to react to movies out loud when i'm on my own so that's not really an issue for me (laughs) But I digress. Shall we move on? I guess we can. Uh, okay. Hopefully I can support this much time in the podcast. We're 18 minutes in. I think we'll be okay for a while. <laughs> uh, let's hope. We have Cornered by Mike Baldwin. And we have a lady sitting at a desk uh, with two sort of filing bins on either side of her each full with paper one says ooh the other says ah and off to the left in uh around the corner from the desk are two uh, office workers talking and one says to the other uh she takes all the credit ah shoot i messed up this time i'm the one who messed up uh they're working at a credit department i had that in my head to say and then I just kind of blew by it. I said it in my head and then kept going. Mm-hmm. Well, and it doesn't matter. It's a bad pun, so. <laughs> yeah. I have to admit, I don't really love this comic. No, nah, it's not that great. No comments. It was, it was a vehicle to get me where I wanted to go. What and are you talking about? I struggled finding other vehicles that is, were is this, less is bad. Is this going to be another episode where I have to massage your ego and tell you that you're doing a good job in the world? Uh, it'll probably end up being that, but I'm going to say it's not that. Okay, sounds good. Just to, <laughs> just to help my ego along a little bit here. <laughs> and give us a little, a few more minutes of talking points. <laughs> yeah, a few more minutes of me rambling incoherently before you figure out what I'm actually trying to ask you. Sounds good, go for it. So, I've been thinking about credit, not in terms of like, like credit cards or loans or anything. Um, but I've been thinking about credit in terms of like taking credit for like things that you're responsible for, or I guess more specifically, I've been thinking about it in terms of a kind of work environment and accomplishments sort of way. And 
when you're trying to like, I don't know, like when I was looking for jobs, I was trying to like sell myself and like make myself look good to companies. And one part of that is kind of demonstrating that you can do things and you can accomplish tasks. And so in that process, I was like trying to find accomplishments that I had that I could take credit for. And it got me thinking a lot about like, or it I not got me thinking about, but it pointed out to me that when I do things that involve kind of collaborative effort, um, whether it's a team project or something, or if it's just kind of a project that I have that I have other people consult on, I often like have trouble or find it hard to take credit for it because I know that like others contributed to it. Um, I've, I've started getting better at taking credit for things that like, no, I, I did this. I had this accomplishment, like others were a part of it, but it doesn't diminish my, my contributions to this final product or final accomplishment for whatever it is. Um, and so Mark, I was just wondering about in, in your life, do you feel, do you ever feel like in kind of collaborative work, like you have a hard time taking credit for things or you feel like there's situations where you shouldn't take credit for things? Uh, yeah, I'd say so. Uh, there, it's hard for me to pin down when it's harder than other times. Cause there are certainly some things that I've done that I'm very proud of and I have no issue taking credit for it if it comes up. Mm hmm. Uh, but I guess I, you know, I assume that this is sort of coming up in the context of work, and so that's the context that I'm thinking of it in. Yeah. Uh, and there, like, yeah, there are some times where I do have trouble kind of taking credit because part of it is a lot of the stuff that I do is just stuff that I'm supposed to do, mm-hmm. and I guess it, I can take credit if it gets done particularly well or if I get some let's say I'm doing writing some lesson and some teacher, we get some feedback, then the teacher's like, oh, wow, this activity went super well, like great idea or whatever. Um, like, yeah, I'm perfectly fine taking credit for that sort of stuff because it's mm-hmm. being given to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's different than claiming credit if, mm-hmm. like, asked about it. And I'm not sure if I've ever really been in that position. Okay. Uh, par- part of it is just like I'm lucky to work in a very collaborative work environment where credit is shared and mm-hmm. uh but shared in like a people are quick to point out what others did like oh, it's a nice. very like it's uh-huh. a very healthy environment where like my supervisor or someone else who I work with will be very quick to be like oh yeah Mark is doing this and did this great thing and like Chris did that thing and it was great and um like I, I'm very lucky to work in a place like that's so kind of just healthy in that way. Yeah. Um, and that makes it kind of unnecessary to take credit, and it's never something that I really think about because mm-hmm. uh, everybody's just kind of doing their thing, and people have various credit to give for various reasons. And mm-hmm. yeah, I guess I, I, I'm, I'm able to work without needing to worry about it, or at least I don't feel like I do. Mm-hmm. So, it's it's if anything, 
I mean, I wouldn't say that there's like blame that goes around, more like responsibility. Mm-hmm. I think is typically how most people would view it of like, oh, this thing needs fixing or whatever. You know, there's there's an example uh, this past Friday, actually, where I was doing office hours on our message boards like I do every Friday. Um, and then I got an email about five minutes in from uh, an academy director saying, hey, there are no solutions for this second grade test. And there were for all the other grades. What's up? And I look into it, and sure enough, there are no solutions written. Hmm. And I kind of knew, like, what the situation was. Um, There was more or less a non-communication between myself and someone else who tends to deal with second grade things. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, like, I was there. I got the email because I'm kind of, I take care of so much of the uh, elementary school stuff in the academy. So I think a lot of directors who have had email contact with me kind of know... Uh, that that it's a it's a pretty fair shot to uh, talk to me about it. And that's mm-hmm. what happened in this case. And they're like, "Well, it like, do you think that you could get them done by like six fifteen? And that gave me like <laughs> about an hour and a half. Mm. And I was like, "Yeah, sure, I can do it." And, and I did. Like, I got them done in about forty five minutes. Okay. Uh, like I knew that I would be able to get it. I wouldn't have said yes. I would have said like, "Oh, sorry, you know, we'll get it done early next week so that the kids can get their solutions next week or whatever." Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, "No, no, I can get them done so you can get them printed out." Uh, but that was just a situation where it was like, "There's no one to blame." There's not useful to be like, "Ah, oh, you know, there's anybody to blame." It's just. Someone had to be responsible for getting it done, and so I just took the responsibility and kind of went with it. Like, this morning, I created a task for us all to work on that's like, let's make sure that all these solutions actually exist, because it's a new thing this year, and we've had one really close call. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, So, I have one comment, and then I'm going to take this in a slightly different direction quick before we wrap up this comic, but you had talked about working in a collaborative work environment where people often like actively give out credit to other people or like acknowledge good things that other people did and when you were saying that I was just like in my head thinking like yes that's awesome and I it for me I don't know if this is how you feel too but like it feels so great when you're in like a situation and like this is just a specific example but someone like compliments your boss on something that your group did really well and then your boss goes out and like goes out of their way and says like oh yeah like so and so did that or like granted that and it just like it's a really great feeling when someone like gives you credit for something when they didn't I I guess didn't necessarily have to or mm-hmm. like when the credit was being given to them n- not necessarily correctly yeah. Um and then to contrast that recently I've ran into a couple situations in the past week of my life where um I guess in in broad strokes I would say I've either experienced or learned about somebody taking credit for something that I did or an idea that I had and passing it off as their own. Mm-hmm. 
And this is something that, I don't know, I, I don't think I've had very obviously much experience with before until like this past week. And now it's happened twice in the past week. Um, one was someone who I used to work with and um, I came across their resume. And besides having some, I would say, gross exaggerations in it, um and a a <laughs> some artistic liberty <laughs> a yeah yeah some serious artistic liberty um maybe a blatant falsehood or two but there were one or two points in their resume that i read and i said wait wait no no i did that that's what i did like i accomplished that and they say specifically in their resume that they did that thing and like that was that was one of the two examples, but it was just a very weird experience for me. And like, I'm not going to do anything about it. I don't really communicate with this person at all, and don't expect to ever really. Um. But is this is that something you've ever experienced of someone a situation where you felt like someone was taking credit for something that you were proud of? Uh, not knowingly, I don't okay. think. Uh, it's possible and maybe I've just shut it out or nothing's coming to mind but yeah it's it doesn't sound like anything I've really dealt with uh, in any serious way the closest thing that it can come to is uh, you know more or less sharing credit on a group project where Mm -hmm. the shared credit is not deserved but that's not as blatant of theft (laughs) um it's more just like a general unfairness. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. Like that, that actually really frustrates me hearing about that. Yeah. Like, I don't know what I would do in the situation. I think that there's one, there's it. It's one thing where it's like, okay, they put this on their resume and you just kind of have to hope that they'll get found out when they try to talk about it and sound like an idiot or something. Yeah, but they're an expert bullshitter, so, mm. like... Thanks for that. Sorry. That's okay. It was probably deserved. Yeah, the person deserves it. Not that it will ever come back to them and they're, they would ever know that I said that about them. But, like... Mm-hmm. I'm going to figure out who this person is and send them this episode. No, we'll talk about it after we finish recording. It's fine. <laughs> you can send it to them if you That's want. That's right. You got care. that mic... Mike? I don't know. I'm just throwing a name out there, hoping that it was right. <laughs> no, it wasn't, unfortunately. Oh, that would have been... I would have freaked out if you had gotten it right, though. <laughs> I would have, like... Am I even close? No, not even close. Is it, like, a generic name, though? Um... It's a somewhat generic name, but not, like... All right, Austin. I don't think you're going to guess it based Dang on... It. You're guessing of generic names, but those okay. were some good shots. Okay. Uh, well, in either case, yeah, it's just like, like I don't know what I would do if I knew that someone in my company was like directly telling, I don't know, my supervisor that they did this thing when I definitely did it. But also the nature of my work is if I wanted to be kind of petty about it. 
every single thing that we do is logged online yeah (laughs) like it's all web-based like we can go in and just see okay who changed this thing Mm -hmm. uh like i suppose someone could take uh credit for like a process or a general idea Mm -hmm. that is to be implemented but that seems unlikely yeah so it was just a really weird experience and i had a i had a moment of like do i need to like do something about this because like a there's blatant falsehood or two here as well as i'm fine with creative liberties ascent for the most part but like then when i like got to points where i was like you didn't do that that was me yeah there's a difference between making yourself look good using business speak and stuff yeah uh and like saying things that are like I'm very good. My even my sister, who works in HR, has complimented my resume writing skills for being able to mm-hmm. talk in the correct way and write write my tasks and duties in a way that make them sound more important than they may have actually been. Yeah, but that's like that's the skill of being technically true. Yeah, as opposed to being. Uh- technically and demonstrably false (laughs) yeah as opposed to like claiming that you won awards that a you didn't win and b don't even exist see i feel like this is the sort of thing where if either of us were more uh i don't know what the right word is uh confrontational perhaps like that's the sort of thing you like bring to their manager and be like hey this person is lying about stuff that they did and you know like this should be something that you should be aware of Mm -hmm. so whether that's because you know you found the resume because they're going to be jumping ship at some point and they'll be looking for a reference and then when all the references say uh actually that's kind of what you can hope for if they do try and move (laughs) jobs and ask for a reference they're like so can you tell me about this award that they got or like this project and i'll be like what (laughs) what do you mean (laughs) Like, yeah. that's what you'd have to hope for. But, yeah, that's that's infuriating to me. Yeah. Mm. But. I think you're doing on. an excellent job, at Grant, and you don't need uh, anybody else to know that. Okay. I think that was a compliment. It was. It was just very poorly phrased because I was just kind of lacking focus as I said it. That's fine. So I'm feeling I'm feeling a strong transition here. Mm-hmm. Or I'm by strong I mean extremely weak. For this week, Mark chose Berkeley Muse by Ben Zeringer. Ben Zeringer. Sup, Ben? Hope I said your name right. So we have a a purple character in the comic and they suddenly notice that death is standing in the somewhat distance staring directly at them and they seem startled. They quickly fall to the ground appearing to be dead and death asks, are you playing dead? The purple character intelligently replies no so am i 
I won't make any comments about your inflection. Dead. It was bad. It's it always was. bad. It's yeah. what people come here for. If they came here for good comics, they wouldn't keep coming. Or for yeah, good com- comics. I was going to say the comics are fine. <laughs> except for good for the last comic one. readings, they. Okay, back off. You said that it was bad. Yeah, but like. <laughs> but you need to rub it in my face. <laughs> exactly. You're, uh, you're so self aware, Mark. I really appreciate I that. Am. Uh, <laughs> so when's the last time next you played to, next, Dead Mark? Next to my modesty, it's my it's my next best trait. Okay. Classic joke, deep cut. Uh, to episode, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a guess out there. I think that's episode 17. No, I think not. I'm right. No, if you're right, I'm really <laughs> like <upset>. you know. <laughs> I'm just playing the odds here. There's a lot of episodes. There's no way you guessed it, or there's a. Are you going to double check chance. me if I'm correct? Whether I'm right? I know you're going to double check oh, it and man. then it'll Episode allow me 12. to more easily. Yeah, I was going to say. I was within five. That's pretty good. Yeah. I was in the right era of the podcast. <laughs> I was betting that you would either be honest that you didn't get it or you would on the off chance get it, which would be impressive, or you would try to lie about it. But in lying about it, you'd have to. Like you'd give me a specific episode to look to, which would be easy to fact check. So. Those do sound like the three, the only three possible chances. So <laughs> I was trying to cover all my bases because I knew you would get me if I missed one. <laughs> uh, so my question for you was, like, it's hard, hard to phrase. Can you think of situations where you would want to do the equivalent of playing dead? Like, obviously, playing dead in a legitimate way of collapsing on the ground and pretending to be dead has only worked once, and that is in the movie The Sandlot. (laughs) Uh, I'm not sure how many of our listeners are going to get that one, but that's okay. I doubt you did either. (laughs) Did you? (laughs) No comment. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) A.K.A. Grant did not get said reference. That's okay. I'll I'll explain it to you afterward. Okay. Um, but I don't know. I'm just trying to, I was kind of, once I saw this comic, I was trying to think of what are some equivalents of playing dead. Like, I can think uh, of like one. A, okay, go, please go for it. So this is a, bring it back. My whole life centers around work. Um, this is a work thing at work. We had, some external auditors come in to audit our certification for something. Um, and one of my coworkers thought that he was going to be one of the people that the auditors were going to come to and specifically individually audit him and the work that he does. Uh, so he decided to call in sick that day. <laughs> Like his manager had warned him there was a decent chance that he would be specifically singled out during this audit. Um, and he didn't think that sounded very fun. So he took a sick day. <laughs> Does that count? I think that counts. Did that just like go over fine? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was no big deal. Like we made some jokes about it, but huh. also it's oh, funny after the auditors were there, it was clear like he, he wasn't, one of the people they would have talked to. Um, so he took a sick day for nothing, but yeah, he, well, not for nothing. He got a day off. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess he didn't, he didn't want to deal with it. And so he took the day off 
which nice. was fine. Like everyone knew he wasn't actually sick. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I it, can get behind that's that. That's not a big deal, but I, that's the best like example that I can think to that just like popped to my, popped into my head. Yeah. The most, um, the most low stakes thing that I can think of that's gets at the right idea is I think universal from the time you are in school until the time you die, which is excusing yourself to go to the bathroom. (laughs) Like, if you're at work and you just, like, need a minute, you just go to the bathroom. Even if you don't need to, you just stand there. Yeah. And just pretend. Uh, And if you're in school, you, you know, kids do it all the time to go to the bathroom just to escape... Uh, from a lesson or whatever, uh, social situations, go to the bathroom if you're uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like that's the uh, kind of the uh, playing dead of many a situation that I can think of. Yeah. And the problem is that in some situations it's like very obvious, and I guess playing dead kind of <laughs> is along the same lines, but it's like, Oh, they clearly don't want to be a part of this situation, so they're going to the bathroom. Like, there's no yeah, hiding true. it. It doesn't make <laughs> sense. It doesn't fit, like, logically or, like, naturally in the social situation. It's clear they just, like, were trying to, like, GTFO. Yeah. Um, hmm. I'm trying to think of other... No. The, the other example that I can think of of, like, a modern equivalent of playing dead is just, like... I don't want to say, like, ghosting someone, but just, like, not replying to their advances or, like, them reaching out to you, like, through mm-hmm. whatever electronic media. But we don't like to encourage that unless it's necessary. No. That's bad unless the person... It's bad unless it. you have a good reason. Yeah. <laughs> it's right. bad unless you just can like, justify just like it very everything. well. Moral relativism. <laughs> that's what we endorse here. Mm.